up, everyone? I'm Jalen. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Declassified Survival Guide, the podcast where we recap one of your favorite childhood shows while giving you tips to a surviving adulthood. Today, we're talking about elections and talent shows. What up, Tommy? How are you doing today? I'm doing just dandy. I loved these two episodes. I remember watching them as a wee lad myself <laughs> and they're they're very specific. I mean, talent show and election, very specific episodes. Yes. I remember watching talent show, but not elections, which is odd because obviously they were they went together. Yeah, I, I want to remember the specifics about election, but I remember that weasel one. Like I remember the, the end results of it. That's it. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. I do remember the pants, uh, the pants poll, like cookies printer. I remember that. I did not remember the weasel winning. Sorry, spoiler alert for anyone who uh, has not watched the episode yet. It's only been hmm, a small decade. So you've had time. Yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, talent show. I definitely remember. I don't remember it being as wacky as it was. Like some of the talents, I was like, you're, you're really stretching them, Ned. But I guess that was <laughs> the point. Right. It reminded me of so some schools do an untalent show as a fundraiser. So the idea is it's free to come and then all the performers are going to do really bad talents and you have to pay to leave. Wait, I love that. So if you're a performer, your goal is just to be as awful as humanly possible to make people want to leave. Yeah, I kind of did that. It was they, they weren't it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the goal. <laughs> yeah. I did a couple talent shows because we have them every year, which like I will say, it was weird that they had the talent show shows during the middle of the day. Like all of ours were at nighttime. You had to come back to school. They're not gonna lose class time for you to have a talent show. I don't remember what time our talent show was at. Like I remember it being bright, but I can't remember if it was because it was just like earlier in the day. I don't think it was during school. Ours were like six or seven. It was like you're coming, you're coming back, you're gonna go home, have a hearty dinner, get in position, and then come that- to the talent show. Yeah. Yeah. But we did a couple different ones. I was in one where we did the Blues Brothers. If you remember SNL, all my friends played instruments. And it was not like, it was impressive that they put effort in to try to learn a song. But they're also like high school kids trying to play Blues Brothers with like a <laughs> trumpet and stuff. And I was the dancer. I was the Dan Aykroyd of the the group. Ah, yes. Yeah, I was doing all the little like uh, dances. And then I did, uh, this is the one that scared people away was... I did Becca Black's It's Friday. <laughs> Me and my friend Jeremy, we uh, wore wigs and we, no. we took outfits from the show and we lip synced and, you know, we did not place, surprisingly, <laughs> but uh, we enjoyed our time doing it. I did two talent shows or no, I didn't actually do two. Well, I got accepted into two and then I punked out of one. But in my defense, I was seven. So <laughs> the first talent show I auditioned for was my elementary school talent show. And I was going to lip sync and dance to Lucky by Britney Spears, which is like a really somber song for a seven-year-old. Yeah. But that, hey, they were down to let me perform. And then I was, I was too afraid. So I didn't do that. And then in the seventh grade, maybe the eighth grade, I can't remember now. I think it was eighth grade. Either way, it was in middle school. I did a mashup. So I started out right with uh, Aretha Franklin, Respect. 
And so, you know, I come out and I'm all sassy. What you want, baby, I got it. You know, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And yeah. then I'm like, cut the music, cut the music, cut the music. This isn't who I am. This isn't me. And I take my earrings off and then I transition to reflection from Mulan. Whoa, the change up. <laughs> Which like looking back on it was like not the move because people were like so hype about respect. And they're like, yeah, this is very fun and exciting. And then I switched to reflection and they're like, this is again, kind of a somber song. You just really loved your somber songs. I also like that like, the change is just like, oh, if I take off the earrings, now I'm my true self. Like that's all that needed to change for me. Yeah, I don't think there was like any sort of costume change, but I think I had these like big hoops on and was like, no, 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 this isn't me. <laughs> you should have put on tinier hoops. Like, oh no, these big hoops aren't me. <laughs> I need so a little just... hoop. Yeah, no, that would have been it. Yeah, somber songs, Weirdly enough, I feel like that was a talent show thing. I remember someone in like elementary, we did a talent show and someone did, um, I believe it's a country song, but it's like the song about the, like the wife waiting for her soldier husband to come home. I don't know this song, but that sounds very somber. Yeah, it was very somber. I don't think I was in that one, but I do believe I was a judge. So one year they did American Idol inspired talent ah, shows and oh. each of us were one of the, the judges. I was the Randy of the group, of course. And so I was pumping them up with energy. Yes, I, I could see it now. We did not have any American Idol inspired talent shows, though one of my favorite acts, shout out to the NMS boys, shout out to Deontay, these like boys at my middle school that took that Little Wayne song, Fireman, and they changed the lyrics to be about our middle school. That's funny. Um, it, they were really passionate about it. You know, there was no real like prize for winning the talent show, but we were all deeply invested. So like I had my friend AJ, he trained me for this talent show. He was my little coach. I would go to his apartment complex after school every day and practice. Was AJ like the mean girl mom? Like, like I uh, had like the little camcorder was like in the <laughs> audience. <laughs> I don't know how AJ became just like the full stage mom of this performance, but AJ was committed. I also would like to formally apologize to all of the people that lived in that apartment complex, specifically AJ's building, who had to listen to me sing after school every day for like three weeks. One of those people are listening now. They're like, hey, I do remember a girl singing <laughs> after school. I would also like to not apologize to the random Mormon missionaries that interrupted our practice to try and convert us to Mormons at the age of 13. Yeah, at least wait till she's done practicing. Right, right. It was very rude. But, you know, and I hear you on the whole passion thing. And I think that's something to get into the episode of like, I think Mr. Wright's heart was in the right place, but he was not thinking about the kids' passions. Right. And so, you know, we see at the top of the episode, everyone's all excited to try out potentially some new talents and play some new songs, do some new things. And he's just like, mm, no. Yeah, he shuts them down hard. And like some of them, I understand, right? Like, I do not want to listen to somebody burp the alphabet at a talent show. But there were other folks that were just trying to like venture into new things. 
Yeah, I mean, I get being questioning Coconut Head's bubble popping, right? But yeah. when he did it, I was kind of like, okay, it's not just him like sitting up there popping bubbles. It, he was going with the rhythm. He was going yeah. with the music. I was feeling it. Like, I saw the vision. Yeah, once he actually performed, I was like, okay, I get it now. But, like, he didn't even get a chance before he got shut down. And I want to acknowledge, like, they really are trying to get artsy here with this Ned's. They're like, oh, we're going to start it with an establishing shot outside. And then <laughs> we're going to have a, a we're going to have a, a dolly go with them as they're walking. We're going to do a little walk and, and move <laughs> shot. I was like, oh, Ned's, you're getting you're getting classy up in yeah. here. I love your ability to analyze the film shots in Ned's. It's great. Listen, I just I when I see perfection, I have to comment on yes. uh, their iconic abilities. Yes, we we give them major props for that. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, uh, we see Coconut, we see Martin, we see Lisa. They're all like pumped to do their stuff. And Mr. Wright, honestly, even before they even get out, what they're gonna do is just like no, no, no. And that's as a teacher, Mr. Wright, I usually appreciate you and and understand you. I I don't think that's the move. You're thinking too much of yep. yourself here. Yep. Because, like, who wants to see the same acts over and over? If I already saw somebody do it last year, why do I need to watch them do it again? They should switch it up. Especially when they don't want to. Like, we see Moe's literally, like, cringing about having to tap dance for the millionth time. And, like, Moe's does not strike me as a strong tap dancer. No. I bet you she did it once in, like, middle, like, or I guess she's in, middle, like, an elementary like elementary most was like, maybe I'll try this. And then Mr. Wright was like, cool, you're doing this for the rest right. of your life. This is what you do. You are a tap dancer now. Yeah. And so she's really struggling with that. And Ned's Ned's kind of like, listen, we need to figure something else out because this is just not it. Like we can't do another talent show like this. And we have a genius, genius Ned's declassified move of having a light bulb, a real like light bulb shot. show. Yeah. <laughs> Gordy fixed this light bulb. It went off, and Ned had an idea at lunch. He's gonna throw his own talent show with all of everyone's talents. Any, it's for the kids by the kids. Boo boo for us by us. Yep. Uh, called Town Palooza. Do we like the name Town Palooza? <laughs> so sometimes, and that this story is gonna go a bit on a tangent, but she's gonna come back. I promise. But it's about my hesitancy about events that end in the name Palooza. So when I was at ASU, I advised a student org and they wanted to have an event about like sexual health and wellness. But like ASU is a little conservative when it comes to like talking about that kind of stuff. Like you can't just like you we couldn't give out condoms or like we had to like be very careful about how we talk about sex, even though they were all college students. So I was like, cool, if we want to do this event, let me talk to the assistant director first and like ease her into the idea. Let me get her on board. So I'm like given this pitch about like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And it's going to be all really focused on education. And then my student leader president pops in and she goes, and we're going to call it Sexapalooza. <laughs> We we did not call it Sexapalooza. We did not discuss the name Sexapalooza. So that is what Talent Palooza reminds me of. Wait, they just came out of nowhere. Like it was like it was not discussed. They had this brilliant idea, and they were like, "I'm gonna go for it." Yes, yes. 
we love the initiative <laughs> but you are a team yeah maybe, uh, maybe get that workshopped have some some uh some sessions maybe we we change it up a little we, we did have to go through uh, several rewrites yeah see my mind didn't go to to sex of palooza but my mind when i hear palooza as a kid i loved a certain uh vhs tape which was elmo palooza Oh, yeah, big quite fan. the opposite. <laughs> big fan of Elmo Palooza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that had needed no rewrites. That was perfect. Elmo Palooza, <laughs> great name. I uh, am unfamiliar with the piece, but I'm sure it is iconic. Well, that will be our bonus podcast. We'll do a uh, recap of uh, <laughs> yeah, Elmo, Elmo Palooza. Probably. And then maybe if we, that goes well, we'll do our R-rated bonus podcast of Sexapalooza. We'll, we'll do the recap of that event. So Sexapalooza, pretty tame. You want an R-rated uh, review of an event? There's a sex carnival? No, that was wild. I have so many questions, but I don't think I should ask them on the podcast. <laughs> you got to wait for the bonus content. <laughs> no, you got to wait for the bonus them. content. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listen, like your friend, they wanted to make a change. And, and Ned's tip is if you don't like something, if you don't just complain about it, take action, take direct action, make that change that you want to see in the world. Which I think is a really good tip. Like I was like, okay, Ned. We stand the initiative. You wanted to do something different. So you came up with a cool idea. Did not necessarily love his idea of competing with the talent show. Yeah, that was like great idea. Have an alternate version. But you're just like almost like asking Mr. Wright to be upset at that point. Right. Like you could have instead been like, oh, we're going to do our own thing on a different day or after school. But instead, you risk getting in trouble and potentially having lower attendance. It just yeah. didn't work for me. And it's a great tip. I feel like it's almost wasted on a talent show episode. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Take action. Make a change. Have your own talent show. There may be bigger issues that that tip <laughs> works for. Right. But that's the tip. And yeah, we see that the kids are excited, like I said before, and like you said, it's going to be at the same time, 1 p.m., which I'm, I still think it's weird that you're going to miss school. You're missing at least two hours of class time to go to a talent show. I'm kind of into it, though. Like, I I appreciate the school dedicating time to the arts, essentially. But I feel like 1 p.m., like, doing it right after lunch, people are going to be dragging. Like, if I was in the talent show, I would not want to perform right after lunch. And if I was watching a talent show... I don't think I'm going to watch a talent show right after lunch. Well, especially with Mr. Wright's talent show. Like, the Oboe twins are putting me to sleep. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, but Ned's going through with this, and he reaches out to Mr. Monroe to try to get his classroom to be used for the talent show. Which, like, shout out to Mr. Monroe for essentially being like, okay, I can't give you permission to do this, but if I were to so happen to leave the keys to my classroom and it just became a thing. Yes, oh I'm no. glad he is, like, supporting this. That being said, I think at this point someone should have went to Mr. Wright because it almost, I didn't like that everyone's just, like, keeping this. Like, everyone in the school knew except for Mr. Right. Wright. Right, but shout out to the adults of this episode. I feel like for the first time ever, they were at least like 
helping the kids make safe decisions and not being like wildly irresponsible. Yes, we see like all you know, we can get into like even Gordy, who usually is the worst at it. Gordy even makes some responsible choices with what he gives students. Mm-hmm. 100% on that. So yeah, we see Monroe give the keys so they have the classroom. He even suggests getting Gordy to uh, set up a stage, which is very good idea on Monroe. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah, and we get the tip of everyone has a talent. Which I don't know if I agree with that tip. I think everyone has things they are good at. Are they necessarily talents? I don't think I have a talent. There are things I am good at but what defines as a talent i don't think i can't even burp the abcs <laughs> i don't want to be fair i don't think that's a talent but i think well i think not everybody has like a showable talent like i think you have talents but not something that's like i could get on a stage and perform this for other people and those people will be entertained yeah maybe i'm trying to think what i could do on a stage could i um i could podcast on a stage is that my talent that you could do that and that would be entertaining could watch a lot of tv (laughs) i feel like that'd be a very long talent show if like everybody else has like you know three minute acts and here's tommy pizzullo with an hour-long podcast what if i just did um i would like to learn ventriloquist is that but i would like to ventriloquism yeah i think that would be fun that feels like an appropriate talent for you with my with my baby, then it would make sense why I have a bunch of baby dolls in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd give it a purpose. <laughs> I could totally see you doing that, or like uh, close up magic. That also oh. feels like a very Tommy talent. Juggling feels like a really Tommy talent. So essentially, I should just be like a children's magician, yeah. is what you're telling me for a career. <laughs> Tommy Pizzullo, ladies and gentlemen, he's great for birthday party. <laughs> Tommy the Juicy Lips Houdini Come see him at your kids talent shows Wait no Juicy Lips Houdini Sounds like it belongs at Sexapalooza Oh no We'll workshop it This is why we Different name Different name (laughs) Oh well We see many talents of the students. One of the ones I thought was interesting, most of them we saw before, it was like Coconut Head, Lisa, all those. We see something labeled One Bite. What I find interesting, something I remember, is there is a character named One Bite later on in the series. It's a different actor. It's a whole different actor. Oh, they thought they could hoodwink us, but Tommy P is on the case. Yeah, no, they later, they recast. They were like, sorry, you're not the One Bite we wanted. (laughs) You had your shot, kid. Now it's over. Yeah. And then we get the tip that I think is probably the the best tip, which is just express yourself and have fun. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's not that serious. It's not that deep a talent show. You Like you said, sometimes you don't even get a prize. Just go up there and have fun. (laughs) Anytime someone gives the advice to have fun, I think of my, I had this hip hop teacher in college and he was like, what's the number one rule of dance? What's the most important part about being a dancer? And everyone was like, having fun. He was like, no, staying on the beat. That's the most important part. It yeah, doesn't matter. Fools. <laughs> he was like, if you're just having fun while music is playing, that's not dancing. The hallmark of dancing is dancing on beat. I love that so much. <laughs> I want to do that so it's someday. <laughs> What are we going to do? Have fun? No. No. 
No, that's silly. <laughs> like, we were all so confident. Like, we really thought the most important part of dance was having fun. It is not. Like, what's the number one rule in Fight Club? Ha- having fun? No. No. <laughs> it's punching people. Duh, it's literally labeled Fight Club. <laughs> one day I will uh, tell you about my friend whose residence started a fight club in their building. I was in a fight club once in a building. Someone broke their arm. Oh, no. It wasn't me. I was the one student that wasn't part of it, of course, because I was a nerdy boy. <laughs> oh, no. They they all fought each other. And then when she was like, so how did you all get black eyes? They were like, uh, baseball. They said Chris's mom brought it for me. <laughs> Oh, that was an iconic callback. If you have not listened to Detention, please go listen to the Detention episode. We'll stay away from fight clubs. I don't think fight clubs would be a talent. No. No. Well, there's like people that do like, you know, like martial arts demonstrations as their talent. And like, those are cool if you can like break boards and bricks and stuff. Yes, that, that would count as a talent. We do see Cookie starting advertising. He's in charge of the the advertising he's going around with some flyers he's talking to people he's being a little bold like mr wright is right there and he is boldly advertising this talent show but he's doing a good job like cookie could have a career in marketing is all i'm saying yes cookie is a good hype person Mm -hmm. and he has this flyer it somehow ends up on mr wright's back after a bunch of shenanigans uh, Mr. Wright's trying to figure it out. I will say he doesn't ask any questions afterwards. He's just like, okay, I guess I was wrong. There's no there's no shenanigans <laughs> going on here. But I thought that was a good spin move on Cookie's behalf. Because Cookie, you know, he's shucking, he's jiving, he's juking. I was really nervous he was going to get caught there. Yeah, no, he, we'll, we'll get to Cookie's mistakes later on because he makes <laughs> a big one. He does. But we then switch to Moe's, who, of course, goes to her confidant. Mr. Chopsaw, and she just, she, her job is literally to find a talent. Ned's kind of being very supportive here. He's like, I know you have one. Get that talent. He doesn't really help her find it, but he is like, hey, I want you to be in this talent show. I want you to do what you want to do. Yeah, he believes in her beyond her tap dance ability. Yep. And Chopsaw kind of, they, they come to the conclusion that maybe Moses' talent is delayed, which is a wood woodworking instrument yeah like spins the little piece of wood around like a like a inanimate rotisserie chicken Ooh, what if someone's down with just rotisserie chicken <laughs> listen if you can make a mean rotisserie chicken i consider that a talent yeah but instead she makes uh she makes a, a baseball bat we see here and it's beautiful and and yeah he like explains that like this is her instrument this is her music this is how yeah. she creates and it was a good he's such a good teacher to her he has a lot of issues yeah but he is a good teacher to most yeah he's is he safe no is he a good mentor yes yeah does he maybe use funds incorrectly as president of the school later on yeah probably, probably. and so this takes us to the talent show no one shows up despite cookie's best efforts but like we said, maybe don't schedule your talent show at a competing time. Especially when one is required, like like you can get in trouble for not going to it. I get it. I would have been this. I would have went to the talent show. Yeah, I'm not going to your bootleg talent palooza so I can get in trouble. No, 
Yeah. And now here comes advertising cookie cookie goes to the other talent show and he gives the same line to everybody. Pretty lame talent show. (laughs) But it works. Like I was like, okay, this is good word of mouth marketing. You know, Ned was all worried. It was like, well, they're going to get here and see that it's not popping. He's like, no, by the time they get here, it will be. Yep. And it was, the show goes on. We see Coconut Head with his bubble rap talent, which again, I was very impressed. I didn't know what to expect, but Coconut Head was like living his best life there. Yeah, no, it was a unique talent and I respect it. Yeah, so we see that. We see Lisa burping the alphabet, which not a talent for me. No, not for me either. But hey, she tried. She tried. She put herself out there. We get to Backpack Boy. And Claire Sawyer. Future lawyer. And I have many questions. I had a question that I wrote that later does get addressed by the end of the episode. But he's he's a, he's a magician, just like me now. You know, I am, I am just like Backpack Boy. And he doesn't really do magic. He just stuffs Claire in his backpack. Yeah, and throws it. Yeah, because the trick is usually you, you open it to show that she's not there. Right, like, oh, where did she go? But to just be like, Claire Sawyer is flexible and small enough to fit in my very large backpack and be thrown across the room. So that's what I'm thinking is maybe the talent is, it's Claire's talent of being like a, a consortionist or whatever it's called, the flexible person, The contortionist? Right? Yes. And Backpack Boy's talent is how strong he is that he could literally <laughs> pick up Claire in a backpack and throw her. I mean, he did chuck that backpack pretty far and hit a court. He didn't even try to not hit her against the, the desk. He hit her clear on the countertop. She's going to have a concussion now. Oh, like you, she's going to be concussed. Yeah. I got a concussion this weekend for everyone to know. It was a, a fun time. I definitely <laughs> did everything that you were supposed to do. Went to a doctor yes. and look at any computer screens, of course. Yes, be responsible. But yeah, we see this. And like I said, I had many questions about this at the time. I was concerned for Claire. We don't see her appear after she gets thrown. Scary stuff. We get back to Cookie and he has told the entire school about this. Everyone is gone, but he got too much into a rhythm. He was like rinsing, repeating this thing. He got comfy and he sits down next to Mr. Wright and says, pretty lame talent show. No, Mr. Wright knows something up. He does. I will respect him that he makes sure to clap for the oboe twins. He doesn't rudely freak yes. out. He he gives them their doing in. He's like, wait, everyone's not here. And he's investigating. Luckily, the talent show is almost over. We got two more acts. And Mose does her beautiful woodworking. She is making a coat hanger. And Mr. Wright walks in and watches this. And you you can tell already that he's slightly impressed with what Mose is yeah. doing. Yeah. I mean, she was working so quickly and so skillfully. Do you think the front row should have had safety goggles on, though? I mean, yeah, but when is the school ever safe? You're right. You're right. Yeah, so she she makes this coat hanger. She hangs up her own coat on it. I I thought probably the best talent of the show. It was a nice touch. I liked the, like, I feel like it was the most cohesive talent. She puts her coat in at the end, like a little, like, cherry on top. It was a good, it was a good look. Yeah, and lastly, we get Martin doing his funky fiddle. Again, I was into it. I like a good funky fiddle. I was into it. I was really, and that was the one that kind of hurt that he like really shut down Martin. He's like, no, Martin, you can only play classics. Like, let Martin play his instrument the way he wants to play it. 
right like let him experiment try different things with music yeah and it seems mr Wright is now on board for that because he he calls ned over you think he's gonna yell at ned and he's like listen maybe i was a little focused on the classics a little too in my own head next year can you help me pick some talents i want to i want to include some of these we see lisa combine he's like Maybe not all the talents. Right, right, which I think is a good compromise. Yeah, and that's the episode. We do get the conclusion of Claire Sawyer. Uh, she's going to sue the backpack off Backpack Boy. As she should. Like, if I were sealed inside a backpack, chucked across a room, and left in that backpack, like, he didn't even go back and get her. No one checked on her. She was still in the backpack. She somehow gets out because she's Claire Sawyer, and she's incredible. Yep, she was, but she was in grave danger. Yeah, and Backpack Boy, you're supposed to be in love with this girl. We saw you had a crush on her. She's now maybe giving you a chance by being in this talent show with you. You really flubbed this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you threw her across the room. Yeah. Just chucked her. Yeah, I, I know the saying is, like, sweep a girl off her feet, but, like, don't think this was the move. Nah, not like that, Backpack Boy. But do you have any tips for us, Jalen? Yes, I think we should all take a page out of Mr. Wright's book instead of out of Ned's book. And really, if there are people in your life that are giving you new ideas or fresh takes on things, hear them out. Give them a chance. Just because you've done something the same way over and over for years doesn't mean that's the best way to do it. So we should always try try to evolve and grow by listening to new ideas and hearing fresh perspectives. So proud of you mr right yeah i'm glad he made that change it would have been very easy for him to just stay stubborn and like regardless of the results be like well i'm still doing it my way he's being flexible just like claire getting in that backpack and he's <laughs> uh, he's uh he's gonna make changes and speaking of changes one way to do that is by getting elected baby hey and so that takes us right into the next episode we got elections ned really starts off by just listing the class officer so we got treasurer vp and president usually their secretary too yeah and he like kind of touched on that but not yeah. in depth did you ever get elected to anything i was too afraid to like run for any sort of position of really anything i was cheer captain but that was more of an appointed sort of deal and less of an elected sort of deal yeah i i was uh, a class officer myself uh, oh, I did not win with Tom is the bomb. Oh, dang. It was a good slogan. Yeah, I, I that was like middle school. Never really won. I might have been. It's honestly hard to remember. I might have been like secretary or something at some point. But in senior year, me and my friend Caitlin, we ran as co-president. So we I don't believe they had a VP or I think whoever lost on the other side became the VP. So it was like me and her were co-presidents and there was these two other people, Courtney and Cassie, who like, I was pretty sure they were going to win, but we were the party people. So of course <laughs> our class voted for the party people. Party people. Yeah. Caitlin did a lot of the work though. I will say <laughs> I did stuff, but you know, I like set up a badminton tournament with the teachers and the students. That was, that was my big move. Well, that's, that's fun. I suppose kept donkey basketball in the school no down with donkey basketball for those that we're gonna do it with fundraising which is not for a while but uh, my school did a fundraiser called donkey basketball people think i'm crazy when i bring it up but man 
it was a blast. Mm, no, not a fan of donkey basketball. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So my high school was a little weird in that we had a leadership class, and there were two periods of leadership, and leadership planned all of the like dances and rallies and stuff like that. And so the like class presidents and such. I don't know what they really did. Sorry, Sally. Uh, you were great. I just don't know what your job was. We didn't do much. I mean, it's it's basically whoever is in charge of student association. The teacher is usually the one that kind of like picks the stuff. It's like, I always thought of it as like, you know, ours was Mr. Johnson and he would set up like maybe like three options that he thought was safe. And then it's like, we get a pick from those three options or something like that. That's uh, similar to how I advise area council. I like to call it the illusion of choice. Yeah. And we'd have like a fun lunch meetings every once in a while where we had it. We didn't have to go to the cafeteria. We got to go up to his his classroom and eat up there. It was nice and fancy. Mm. Sally did. Sally, if you have not come on, was the name of our class president my senior year. Sally did get to read the announcements. So there was that. Oh, that's so fun. Mm hmm. And like every day people would do like different sign-offs. So like one of the ones I remember was have a majestic day. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Should we start doing different sign-offs <laughs> at the end of ours? Maybe. Maybe we can tell people to have a majestic day. <laughs> well, have a handsome day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a handsome day looks like. Like Nobody knows. I also am realizing <laughs> that maybe I spent the majority of my lunch periods with teachers i'm starting to like think about this and i might have ate most of my lunches <laughs> with teachers that sounds about right e- either through detentions or that was the one detention or uh for clubs <laughs> but yeah i mean that's that's our background with elections i think you know and, and obviously in college i was like on e-boards for college clubs and stuff like that but this was really my foyer into uh politics was in was in elementary or uh, high school yeah i'm even in college i didn't like run for stuff they were just like all right Jalen can be vice president but now now i'm ready like as an adult do i have anything to currently run for no but i would be very confident running for a position i feel like i'm good at convincing people to let me do stuff should we have elections for the declassified board Ooh, i think that'd be interesting if we- anyone would like to run, please message us on our Twitter. DSG uh, Pod is our Twitter. Are we uh, automatically co-presidents, Tommy? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I thought of us as like the teachers. Like we're the oh, we're the advisors. Got it. Yeah, we're the advisors. We'll we'll give them those the options for them to decide on, and then they'll think they have power. They won't, but don't tell them, okay? No one, no one tell the elected officials. There we go. Now we're thinking. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad we're going to get that started. Uh, Very excited for our board. And we see that Ned's like, man, the the election is just a popularity contest. And he's like, I would never be caught dead running for this. And then we see the poster, Ned for president. Ned for prez. Yeah, we see that he didn't run, but the huge crew signed him up huge crew was getting a lot of airtime in these early episodes i didn't know how prominent they were they are and also like i think it's an interesting concept to be like i have a crush on this person you know what i would like to do for them get them elected into a position that i don't know that they want 
It's because they believe in Ned. They believe that Ned can do no wrong, and they want to see. They want others to feel the way they feel about Ned. I, I believe in the huge crew here. They are supporting their crush. Yeah, no, I see the vision. I just think it's a take. It's a take. Like I don't know how I would feel if someone was like, "Hi, I love you," and that's why I've gotten you the selected position. Yeah, and maybe it should have been a conversation first. Yeah. Yeah, and they Ned doesn't believe that he he will win because they have this official rule book from the school, and he needs fifty signatures to to be on the ballot. But fortunately, or unfortunately, if you're Ned, the huge crew is just shaking people down for these signatures. Yeah, unfortunate for all those people too. Those fifty kids were like <laughs> bruised and and abused, and uh, now they're they're. Uh, they got the signatures. Ned's Ned's running, if he likes it or not. And unfortunately for Ned, it's uh or not. It is or yeah. not. And his competition is is Doug, who we've seen before, the party person himself. Well, we actually haven't seen Doug. We've seen his hand because he's constantly covered by by girls. Doug yes. Susie is the other. Susie Crabgrass. Do you like Susie's? tagline Susie is the sharpest and she hands out pencils I don't love it I, I don't hate it either but it just doesn't feel like Susie's heart is in it and she's just you know passing out stuff to pass out stuff agreed also can we do a pun can we can we like I like the I like the double s but like Susie is the I don't know I'm trying to think what rhyme no, is Susie it, it is a pun Susie is the sharpest yeah because she's handing out pencils Oh, not the pun. Sorry. I like the, the rhythm of it. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. The pun is great, but maybe the next one, like Tom is the bomb. I mean, that's, that's yeah, you nice. want a little, little rhyme action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want that rhyme. So Susie is the tootie. I don't know what rhymes with Susie. My first thought was Susie brings the boozy, but that is not good for an elementary school, not elementary school, middle school. I thought you were going to go Susie brings the booty. And I'm like, that's not good either. <laughs> Sexapalooza. <laughs> We're going to bring it back, baby. <laughs> First agenda on the, on the board. That's our platform. <laughs> we might get kicked out of advisors. <laughs> we just have several paloozas planned. Yes. But yeah, Susie, it's found out that like she just wins because she hands out candy and she hands out pencils. And she uses the money on silly things like a big neon wolf in this. Two cafeteria. neon wolves, which was silly. Like, who needs that, Susie? No one. You think the again, they should have an advisor. An advisor should shut that down from the beginning. Okay, but of the adults at this school, who's really holding it down like that? Who's really doing it? They tried in the first episode, so maybe I had faith that they were like <laughs> on on the up and up. Listen, they made progress, but I don't necessarily believe in them in the same way. We have Chopsaw later admit that he also spent money on frivolous things. So who's supposed to advise them? Monroe, maybe, but I also think Monroe would love the Neon Wolf. Like, Monroe would love this. I don't know. I feel like Monroe would not be into the Neon Wolves. Did you see him with a dance? He's like, we're going to bring a real wolf. He loves wolves. I think he likes the drama, you know, but I feel like the neon wolves, I don't think they're his aesthetic. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Maybe not his, he likes, 
he would have done something, but maybe the Neon Wolf wasn't his thing. Yeah. I agree with that. And Ned is like, well, I, my position would, would be, honestly, we need more out, outside time. They got rid of recess. We don't go outside enough. Yeah. We, we did not have a lot of outside time in middle school. I don't think a recess is a thing after elementary. Mm-mm. Like, we just had, like, well, how we said, like, oh, if we're done with lunch, we should be able to go outside. We were able to go outside for lunch because there was just, like, indoor tables and outdoor tables, and that was your outside time. Yeah, we had, so if you, they did implement, I think, in my junior year, where you could go outside if you had uh, high grades. I think it was like if you were an honor student, you could go outside. Like it was like one of those. What? You could have extra yard time for good behavior? Essentially, it was like, <laughs> all right, well, eat your lunch. And in the last 10 minutes of lunch period, everyone who is an honor student, you can go outside, but everyone who's not, wow. you got to stay. Wow, this sounds like a scam. Are you surprised by my school? This is the same school that put children to work numerous times. I just, you know, sometimes I expect them to do better. And today I was disappointed. Me too. But I was usually on honor roll. Small flex. <laughs> so Tommy got his extra yard time. So much yard time. The guards were nice to him. <laughs> they slipped me an extra juice box too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of where Ned is. And people are like, I would like that. Uh, we see cookies <laughs> pants printer, which, yeah, like we definitely, that was something I remember. And I don't remember how much it shows up, but the pants printer is a thing. I was watching this episode and at first thinking like, you know, that wouldn't be so bad, but I don't want a printer in my pants, but just like the idea of a portable printer sometimes would be convenient. Yeah, I agree. And it, it tells us the results. Ned's not doing hot at this point. Um, I think he's just above the weasel, which we find out the yes. weasel runs every year because some kid writes the weasel name, weasel's name down. Which, like, how do y'all have this whole ass rule book and there's no rule that says, like, you must be a student in good standing in order to run? Yeah, or, like, you can't be an animal. Anything, anything. I guess we're all animals. You should be human, period. Right. <laughs> you need to be enrolled in the school and not just an animal that's at the school. Yeah. Uh, we see Ned's campaign slogan uh, made by the huge crew. Again, I'm more of a fan of this because it rhymes. Vote <laughs> uh, Ned or you're dead. Pretty simple. I mean, it's clear. It's to the point. There, It is uh, action-oriented, results oriented you know what will happen if you don't do it yeah they're clear do this or this will happen i don't know what's going to happen when Susie runs i just know she's the sharpest what does it mean is she gonna poke me i don't think that doesn't even maybe mean that she's smart that could just be that she's going to like stab me i don't want to be stabbed well maybe she could use that to also parlay into her own vote Susie, or you're dead even though it doesn't rhyme should everyone's slogan just be vote me or you're dead <laughs> it's just a competition of who seems the most threatening who's gonna kill me yeah who who will really kill me is the question and ned is like at this point he's like i just don't want to do this so he he read the rules which ned read a book (laughs) (laughs) and he he saw that if he he can get removed if he does something against the school if a teacher can remove him from the ballot if he is 
dis disobedient. So he decides to paint a locker. He's going to graffiti the locker. Uh, but I will say he's like graffitiing over graffiti. Like he could have chosen yeah. another side of the locker. Yeah, that was weird for him to be like, I will just graffiti here with this existing graffiti. Yeah, and it was a little hard with the with DT plus NB. So clearly Ned Bigby. My thought on the DT is we find out one of the huge crew's name is Dolores. Mm. So I think I solved that mystery. It's it's the huge crew. It was Dolores that wrote this heart um, with their initials in it. But Ned covers it up quickly because Gordy gave Ned regular paint. And this is where I'll, I'll reward Gordy. This was a smart move by him. Yeah, we see Gordy with some good judgment to be like, no, I can't just let you graffiti the school. Also, I'd have to clean it up if you did. So, See, that's the thing. I think it's almost, it's a good move. I think it only was a self-serving move because now Ned just did his job for him. Yeah. You know, it, it was a little twofer. He got, Gordy got to be the adult in the situation and he got Ned to do one of his work tasks. Yeah. And now people are pumped. Monroe calls him out as like, he just cleaned the school. Everyone's excited. Backpack boy really quickly got a poster out of his backpack and confetti shot everywhere. People are voting Ned now. Yes. Ned, 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 Ned. Yep. And, and Gordy now apologizes and is like, all right, well, if you really want to get removed, Try this. So he hands him a dodgeball. Yep. And then he goes to PE and they're playing dodgeball. And unfortunately, all the other students, their throws are whack. They're lame. They don't have enough force and power behind them. Yep. But Ned is a take charge kind of guy. And he throws this dodgeball at Dirk, who's the only teacher that would take this and see a positive from getting hit from the head with the dodgeball. Right, especially as hard as she got hit. You know, she's like spitting teeth out, but she's very excited about it. Yeah, she, she gets everyone going and she endorses Ned. We see posters. Dirk is 100% for Ned winning. Everything he's doing, it just seems like Ned is doing a better campaign by trying not to campaign. Right, or actually he's trying to actively get removed, but it's working for him. Yeah, he tries to start a food fight, which I will say, like, no one, even before he, like, threw it, no one seemed to even be listening to him. No. No. Yeah. And he threw this, he threw his milk carton in the recycling bin. And we see Seth, who, who gets something, he's like, hey, look at, I also love how, like, scripted these people's lines are. Like, Seth would never talk like this, but it no. works. It works so well. He's like, hey, Ned just invented a fun new game to help us all recycle yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah now everyone's recycling again more people just pumped for ned because now they can throw their trash at the recycling bin not the best game there's gonna be a lot of trash no. near the trash can probably more mess for gordy to clean up yeah that doesn't really seem like a game there's not even a hoop above the recycling bin like, that's just y'all trying to recycle and either doing it well or doing it poorly. Yeah. And we get Ned is in second place, we find out, because Cookie is still doing his butt printing. And there, the question is asked of, like, has anyone ever won who's not popular? And we get Chopsaw. Chopsaw actually won. Yes. So we're like, cool, let's go see what Chopsaw did. Yeah. Uh, young Chopsaw, you know, 
I think it's what I imagine Chops out to look at like. Yeah, I mean, more human. He's currently quite wooden. Yeah, less less Pinocchio, more more <laughs> more real boy. Yeah, I'm into it. And Chops out basically is like, listen, people want to elect the right person for the job. They want someone who will get things done. He said, I was someone that said, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall into the traps of of politics. I'm gonna cut through the red wood and I'm going mm-hmm. to get the job done. And I liked uh I think it was Cookie's line here, but like, don't you mean red tape? It's like, no. Chopsa no. clearly met Redwood. He knows nothing <laughs> about red tape. <laughs> but we do find out that Chopsa kind of just spent the money on a bandsaw. Like that's or that's all he he kind of used the money for himself. <laughs> I will say, though, in Chopsaw's defense, it was clearly a good investment for the school because they still have this saw and it's still being used in the classroom and it has been for years. It's clearly very sharp. So, And it's at least used for teaching practices as opposed to the neon wolf is just for decor. Exactly. And like, how long are they going to keep those neon wolves? Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, we see that, and Chopsaw kind of inspires Ned. He's like, listen, Chopsaw with the jokes, he's like, if you're going to go against crabgrass, you need to be a weed whacker. Yes. Get rid of that crabgrass. Cut it up into tiny pieces. (laughs) Or maybe don't. Chopsaw, that sounds dangerous. Sounds like a threat. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe we should question uh, Chopsaw. But yeah, they do this, uh, I guess, cheer. He also gives a speech about like losers are only people that don't try and also people that don't win, but like you should still try and maybe you're be a winner. Yeah, like you'll still be a winner that didn't win but lost. Yeah, you know, it worked anyways. We seen, I saw where he was going. Yeah, Ned's pumped. They're all doing the little chant of like trying to be a weed whacker. They're all like, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, I I think Ned's still questioning. He's like, he's he's gonna run, but what he didn't realize is like Susie has now been doing a smear campaign against him, which is trifling, Susie Crabgrass, trifling, especially when you know this boy likes you. Yeah, and like he confronts her. He's like, "We don't need to stoop to this level." Like, it's not even clever what she was doing. Like, the one was just like Ned. Ned goes into girl bathrooms, and then the other one was just candy bars and said Ned is a loser on it, a total loser. Though to be fair, Ned did go into the girls' bathroom. That's true. It is a she is just stating a fact. Yes. And Susie's basically like, "Listen, it's nothing personal. I just want to win, and uh, I'll apologize to you tomorrow." Which, mm, not a fan, Susie. Not a fan. Yeah, you're you're choosing this election over your friends. I mean, I guess it depends if she considers Ned a friend. She's still waking up and choosing violence, and I'm not a fan. She is choosing violence. At the end of the day, Ned is prepared. He has tips, baby tip boy Ned. <laughs> and his first tip is to go big with campaign posters. So we see Susie as, as the giant poster. Ned's strategy was to basically... D- dilute her poster by just covering everything else around her poster with his poster. Yes. And the, the poster strategy was really the prevailing strategy at my high school. Yeah, you were saying, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Arcegas. They did some whole, they like made a, they took a bunch of their posters and then taped them to the floor in like a big design and then spray painted the Arcegas 
over the top of it. It was kind of cool. It was these two cousins that ran together. You guys Sammy had Chris. fun posters. These these people had fun. They had like nice posters. Ned Ned and Susie. Mine were literally like I took some markers and I took printer paper and I wrote Tom is the bomb. No. And then I drew a little bomb just so no. people would know. No, ours were at least printed. You just got like black and white copies on neon paper and put them everywhere. That's good. Yeah, no, I, I did not have a campaign manager. No one uh, helped me with my advertising. I was a, a small root, a grassroots campaign. <laughs> a, a crab grass, if you will. Oh, no, get the weed whackers away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and we have two more tips. It's handout flyers, and you won't be able to talk to everyone, so make sure your ideas, what you're really pitching, is on these flyers so they have the time to read them. Which I thought was a really good tip. Like, that's a legit strategy to be like, hey, make sure you're able to get information out about your platform. Yeah. I thought about this, though. Think about parties. Should we start doing this at parties where it's like, sometimes you won't get a chance to talk to everyone at the party. Should you just hand out flyers with, like, your your fun facts about yourself so that if, like, someone wants to be your friend, they'll know based on the flyer. Hey, just, you know, here's my card. I did... I've seen a couple things. One, I've seen people who have not like business, they're like business cards, but they're not business cards. Like, here's all my social media. Like, if you want to stay in touch and be my friend, here you go. Uh, there was also a girl on TikTok who got a stamp, uh, like a self-inking stamp with, I think it was either her Snapchat handle or something. And mm-hmm. so she was like going around the club, stamping people's hands. Okay, new idea. Take a QR code stamp stamp everyone's hand the qr code will send them to your website Mm. and you'll create like a website that's like hey you want to be my friend here's why and you list all the reasons you can put the social media on there i would be impressed if someone did all all that effort i might be their friend i also might think they're crazy same and and lastly the the tip we have is when giving your speeches at the assembly because we had these you had uh you had like small speeches in front of the class uh, keep them short and simple, but not too short and not too simple like the weasel and Doug. We didn't have an assembly for speeches. I think we were really just going off of uh, who had the best flyers. Yeah, it really came down to the posters, it seems. Yeah, no, we had we had assemblies where we had to like, I definitely think that we had, like, we had to be like, oh, we want to, include recess or something like we had to have like actual positions it wasn't just like i want to run and do fun stuff it's like no we had to state like what things we wanted to change um obviously none of those changes happened see and like that's one of my issues with like elections for children i feel like it's important for administrators to be clear about what you can and can't actually do I mean, I think for children and also actual politics, <laughs> sometimes some of those people make some bold statements. Yeah, where's my uh, where's my loan forgiveness, Joe? We did it, Joe. <laughs> You're going to be the next president of the United States. But yeah, I mean, I think it is. It starts here in middle school. Like, we need to make promises we can keep. Mm-hmm. And not just in, in elections, but also just in life. Don't make promises to your friends that you can't keep. Exactly. It sets you up for disappointment. It sets me up for disappointment. And no one's happy. Yeah, maybe if your name is uh, Rami, 
and you tell all your friends you'll you'll join them on calls and then you don't maybe <laughs> maybe don't do that sometimes yeah maybe maybe if your name was i, I don't know uh lami you shouldn't abandon your friends to play dungeons and dragons for hours yeah that would be wild <laughs> Good thing we don't know anybody named like mm, Juicy Lips D or anything like that who would do that. Juicy Lips D, that's what you're going with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing we don't know anyone with those names. And there was no one with those names running <laughs> either in this election. <laughs> but we do have a four-way tie between Doug, the Weasel, Susie, and Ned, which I'm surprised. It would seems like it was like not a close race and then no. now it's like it's a tie like where where is doug getting any of these votes the girls i guess mm, i suppose well he comes down to one undecided voter our hero coconut head yep and everyone finds out about this very quickly because cookie prints it out of his pants and doesn't try to hide it. Everyone sees and everyone's running to get to Coconut Head first. Which, like, seems very overwhelming for Coconut Head 1. Like, he was just trying to live his life and not be attacked by people trying to get his vote. Ned should have won this. Period. Ned was the oh, only one that treated Coconut Head with respect. A hundred percent. But he did already be like, oh, don't worry, guys. He's voting for me. And that's not what Coconut Head said. Coconut Head said, I liked your speech. Yeah, no, you're right about that too. Like Ned just made a bold statement, but I think he was also just trying to get them to back off. Yeah. yeah, essentially like each person comes to Coconut Head, Crabgrass, Susie, she hits him with t-shirts aggressively. Which like a lot. Yep. Doug runs him over with his posse of girls and the huge crew just beats him up, just straight up beats him up. And maybe that wasn't the best strategy, huge crew. Like, you got to know when to punch and when to buy someone lunch. Yep. And we get the results. Lisa is our treasurer. As Mar she should. Yeah, she, she would be a great treasurer. I also will say, you know, I was thinking about this continuity-wise. Lisa was the one that talked about Susie's spending last year, but wasn't Lisa new to the school in the first episode, wasn't that like a whole thing of like she's new and she's she was friends. new, but she still would like potentially know to critique these neon wolves. And someone was like, Oh, yeah, Susie Crabgrass bought those last year with all the money. That's true. She could just have heard through a mm -hmm. word of mouth and been like, Yeah, this is what Susie did. Mm -hmm. Um, and we get Martin Corley as VP ideas, ideas, good ideas, good ideas. <laughs> I love they just I gotta believe that none of this is scripted they're just like go off you can say whatever you want whenever you <laughs> yeah. go it, it had to have been I don't imagine some writers sitting there at their keyboards be like okay and then Martin says ideas ideas good ideas ideas yeah and we have our president it is Mr. Weasel President Weasel resident weasel nothing but respect for my weasel also like how is this weasel smart enough to like go up there and know that he won? Like he was like right up on that podium. And why hasn't the weasel been caught if we knew that the weasel was going to have to come up to the podium to accept this presidency? Yeah, Gordy, you set a trap there. You know he's coming. Hell, even when they were making speeches, you know he's coming to make a speech. Trap him then. Yeah, but now he now he can pardon himself. He's president. Mm, does he have that kind of power? 
Or is an advisor going to give him three choices? An advisor is going to give him three, three <laughs> choices, none of which is to pardon himself. <laughs> yeah, and that's the episode we get the last tip, which is run for office anyways. Even if you don't win, you can still make a difference because we see that Martin, who's kind of, Martin's essentially president because he's doing the duty for the weasel. Yes. And he implements the outside lunch so that people can enjoy that fresh air. Which I I enjoyed. Yep, and Cookie's pants to catch on fire. Problem with the pants printer. Yeah, they really were like, Cookie didn't get much in these episodes, but they were really like, we just want to show how much Cookie fails sometimes. <laughs> Let's just shit on Cookie for a minute. Yeah, poor Cookie. But because uh, I will say his pants came in, in helpful. They did. They did. They were, you know, up to the minute. And again, we see Cookie working very hard doing campaign work for his friends. He's doing all that polling and keeping those polls up to date. Tricky, tricky. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Cool. I have a tip for us. What's our tip, Tommy? For election. Uh, our tip is, you know, obviously in, in the real world, in our in our lives, you know, unless you're running in politics, we don't necessarily have elections. But what you can do in your life and in your job is to kind of go off yours too is like make that change don't just sit back try Mm -hmm. to talk to your bosses if there's something that you think could be done differently like ned said just because you may not be the boss or you may not win you can still make changes that they may not see and you could completely impact your your job your life the way that the world works and and if you want to run for elections do that too i'm into it that's a good tip there was a lot of advocacy in this episode. Yeah, it would, both episodes, they fit really well. Together. I like the episodes when they fit well. This one was like that, mm-hmm. and I believe the dance one was a good one, the crushes and dancing. Yeah, like yeah, they, that was a good one. When they coexist like that. And yeah, I, I overall, I really liked both episodes. I thought the message was really well. I think for the main cast as a whole, none of them made big blunders. I actually think that for once, the trio looked pretty good in the episode, so... Yeah, they were all trying really to do their best. Do you have a character of the week for us? I was a little torn and had a couple options, but I think if I were going to choose strictly a side character, my side character of the week would have to be Mr. Wright because, you know, he really like listened to the students and was open about making adjustments and compromises for the talent show. Even if he was a little, he came on a little strong in the beginning, but was supportive of the students in the talent show. And then was again, supportive of this outside lunchtime. So I, I stand Mr. Wright in this episode. I, I, I like that. And I, I agree with you. Mr. Wright showed the most change, the, the best character arc in the episode, probably of like, he was flexible. Mm-hmm. I didn't love him in the beginning. Obviously, like just shutting people down was not good, but we saw how he quickly changed his views. Yeah, he grew. Yeah. I have one. This was a little harder for me. I, I struggled, and I'm honestly thinking about maybe changing it even now, but I got to go with my gut, and I'm going with my favorite character, side character of the week was President Weasel. No, not President Weasel. <laughs> Listen, he didn't get into the, the politics of slandering other candidates. He stayed true to his message. He stayed true to, to what he believed okay. in. Okay, okay. 
he I'm won. on board. He won. He he had humility. He didn't sit there and and um give a long speech after he won of like rubbing it in the other people's faces. He may be a figurehead, but he supported Martin in taking over and doing that outdoor stuff. And he's just cute and adorable. Listen, we're giving it okay. to Weasel. Okay, I I will accept a Weasel win. <laughs> Is it better than my Ned pick of last week? Yes. <laughs> I got someday I'll get back on track and I'll have some good picks, but Hey, uh, I'm in it for the bits. <laughs> I wanted to give it to coconut head. Cause I always want to give it to coconut head, but coconut head is iconic. He really is. That's the thing. I'm trying to like change it up. I don't want to keep giving it to like the same, my, my same three faves, you know? Yeah. But that's the episode. And that I think is it for us for maybe a little bit. We may be gone for a week after this. Just just a little pause. Yes. Just a minute little travel game. It's also, what's this weekend coming up? Memorial Day? Yes, it is Memorial Day. So, yeah, we will be, Jalen is traveling because she has big things happening in her life. Big things, big things. I am going to Nebraska. Smaller things, smaller things. <laughs> So we will not be around to record and have a podcast. We will be back the week after Memorial Day weekend with another fun episode. I believe it is Computer Lab and Backpacks. You know we're getting our boy Backpack Boy. He's coming. Hey, hey, let's go. Yeah, so we'll be back for that. And uh, remember, keep subscribing. Keep I guess you can't resubscribe. Subscribe once and then get all your friends to subscribe as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Campaign us for us. Yeah. Give us those ratings. Maybe in your ratings, you can give us uh, your campaign slogan. I would love to hear your campaign slogan. Yep. And we appreciate you guys. We appreciate all the, the, the feedback. We've been getting people seem to love what we're putting out. I'm getting a lot of, well, I'm learning a lot about the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's the goal, but I don't actually know what the goal is other than to have fun. Are we gonna give them a pop quiz at the end of this whole thing and like see if they remember all the fun facts about us by the end of the series? Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. So you never know when that pop quiz is coming, guys. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. I guess a right, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's how math works. And remember, guys, together we can survive the world and have a majestic day.